Scott Dunn is a multi-award-winning luxury tour operator that has recently been included in the Condé Nast Traveller list of top travel specialists for being an expert in family holidays. Specialising in tailor-made family travel for over 30 years, their travel specialists visit all the places they offer, so know the properties in the local area inside out. Whether you're looking for a kids' club with a range of exciting activities or a great family adventure, their tailor-made approach means that they can create the perfect holiday for you and your family. Scott Dunn Explorers Kids Clubs for children aged 4 months to 11 years operate across the Mediterranean, the Alps, the Maldives and most recently Mauritius. They are all run by teams of experienced childcare professionals and offer exciting daily activities. Their clubs are split into four age groups to ensure your children take part in age-appropriate activities and the child-to-nanny ratios are some of the best in the industry. Your little ones will have the opportunity to learn new skills, explore the local culture and make new friends along the way, whilst you take Take a well-earned rest. Scott Dunn is offering all the Parenthood listeners £500 off any Scott Dunn Explorers Kids Club holiday. To find out more, please call and quote The Parenthood. Terms and conditions apply. Please see scottdunn.com forward slash family for more information. Hello and welcome to The Parenthood. I remember being pregnant and my mother asking me whether I was planning on having an epidural or labouring without. What she didn't realise is that there's now another way of dealing with the pain of labour which doesn't carry with it the risk and side effects of medical pain relief. For many of us, this is something we have to get our heads around. We usually associate hypnosis with Paul McKenna, with rings dangling on strings and being made to do silly things that we aren't aware of doing. But hypnobirthing, the use of hypnosis in labour, couldn't be further from that. And since it's a technique that helps thousands of women every year deal with labour, I thought it would be worth finding out a little bit more about it. So I'm here with uh, my co-founder, Dr Kiara Hunt. Welcome, Kiara. Thank you. And we've also got um, a hypnobirthing teacher, Margot Richmond, um, who, when she was pregnant, was so enamoured with hypnobirthing, decided to study the technique so that she could teach it herself. Margot, thank you. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So... um, um, obviously, it's something that you tried, you know, and, and you absolutely loved. What were your preconceptions of hypnobirthing? Had you thought about it much? Or, uh, I, the term was mentioned to me by my midwives and I just thought, no, no, this is not for me. I'm not on board with hypnobirthing, hypnotherapy, hypnosis, no. And then actually I researched it. I thought, if they kept mentioning it, I thought, okay, I'll just have a look. You know, it's like everything with birth, you don't really know um, if you're a first-time mother. So I was Googling away and I thought, actually, I quite like to learn what's happening with my body, yeah, I wouldn't mind learning about the hormones. And then it just led me on to a path. And I did a course. I did a course in Balham over a weekend. And actually, the biggest fan was my husband, who was so reluctant to go. It was a hot Sunday. He thought, I just want to go to the pub, watch the football. World Cup was on. And I said, no, no, we're doing this. Come on, just let's try it. And um, yeah, it really changed our perception of birth and just how we felt about it. So it then led me on to training. And was right. that um, hand in hand with doing a, an, an antenatal class that sort of explained about other uh, things that happen in labour? Yes, um, I did do an antenatal course uh, over six weeks. Um, sadly, it wasn't your wonderful course, but um, <laughs> I felt that actually the course that I did really focused on post-birth. It focused on sort of children's first aid mm. and breastfeeding. And whilst that's really helpful actually you can't fathom that far in advance yeah your only thinking your only concern is I'm sitting here quite large and I've got to get a baby out how is this going to happen so that's where the hypnobirthing really helped because it, it actually gave me the information about the birth itself 
and so that's why I found it really valuable. And was your hypnobirthing teacher or the experience you had um, was was it quite an open-minded one? Was it you know because I think with with hypnobirthing it can be really open and talking about the use of hypnobirthing in any scenario yeah. of labour, however it happens, and totally. others where it's quite dogmatic and you know it mm. has to be natural, it has to be in the water, otherwise somehow you haven't yeah. you failed you in failed. using the technique. I, I completely agree. I my perception. Well, I think lots of people's perception when you mention hypnobirthing is that it's it's a home birth, it's without this, it's without that, it's absolutely not. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about what it is and what it isn't. Um, but the woman who taught me, I was actually a lawyer and then a mother and subsequently trained. And, and her background just sort of led me to think, actually, this is quite normal. It's not as weird and wacky as people think. And we talked about it on my course that I um, did. We talked about how you can use it in any setting, any type of birth. And it was more about making sure that women felt positively about birth afterwards rather than a specific birth that you had to have. Um, and that's why I think my husband liked it so much. He thought, oh, actually, this isn't bonkers. Like, this is okay. This is normal. Like, this is great. It's quite scientific. It's, um, you know, learning about the physiology of birth. And he, as a sort of a rational person, he could get on board with that. So I talked about in the introduction about what people might think it is. And, you know, yeah. we talk about this a lot on the bump class and very often people just have their eyes open thinking, oh, my gosh, that's not what I thought about it at all. Yeah. So what is, how would you use, how can you use hypnosis in birth? Um, well, firstly, I would just maybe say that hypnobirthing, the way I see it, is a course that teaches you how to work with your mind and body during labour. And that is how I see it. Um, the hypnosis element Actually, it is important, but it's not the whole thing. The, hip, the only hypnosis that I teach is I read some relaxation scripts which are meant to just you know, inspire confidence and calm and help to release the fear that women have about birth. That is the extent of the hypnosis. There is no Paul McKenna style um, you know, bells and rings and things like that. It is just speaking in a calm and confident way and it's a, it is a portion of the course, but it's not all of it. And it's not for everyone. Some people like that element of the course and others think, actually, I prefer the science side of it. So it, it is just everyone can take bits from it. And you mentioned the sort of science side. How can hypnobirthing, the whole, I'm not talking just about the hypnosis, but the whole technique, how, I mean, we're all aware that labour is painful. If it doesn't involve drugs, how, how does it help? How, how does it actually work? Um, so I think that it, it works because, because you learn about what is going on in, in the process of birth. You learn about the muscles at play, how the muscles of the uterus work to draw up and then push down. Um, you are less fearful and therefore your body can work at its optimum, releasing the hormones that it needs to, oxytocin. It can be in the parasympathetic nervous system and therefore the muscles work more efficiently. And that is why, that's the, that's the way people talk about it as a pain relief method. I don't think that's necessarily correct. I don't advocate that hypnobirthing gives you a pain-free birth. I did hypnobirthing, I had a baby, I felt some discomfort, but I always had in the back of my mind it was something my body could manage. It wasn't insurmountable. And was meant to do. And was meant to do, yeah. It's a, you know, our bodies are perfectly designed to birth babies. Yeah. Um, we just have to release that fear to let it happen. That's how I, how I sort of see it. And I know in some 
sometimes less open-minded hypnobirthing instruction there is you know you're not allowed to talk about the word pain you're not allowed to talk about the word contraction you have to yeah. talk about waves and feelings and, and, and yeah and and I don't know I don't know if that's particularly helpful because you have to be realistic I completely agree I don't think it is realistic to say you your, the word contraction is banned it it's what's happening the muscles are contracting yeah. and if you omit the word pain from your lexicon then actually when you hear it in a setting which you will do if you're at home or on a midwife-led unit or on the labour ward, you're going to have negative connotations with it. Actually, if you just embrace that, it's part of the language that might be used. Fine, it's no big deal. Mm. You know? If someone says, how painful is it? You think, okay, uh, it's this, but I can deal with it. Um, and I suppose it's not, uh, it's not taking away the pain, but it's teaching you how to deal with it. Because actually, completely. we're so used to pain being a signal to something is going wrong. Yeah, um, And... Actually, we need to redefine that idea so that our brains, instead of saying, stop doing that, that must be hurting you, that must be doing, you know, doing something bad to your body, we know that that pain is a good thing. It's yeah. part of labour. We almost Completely. need to embrace those contractions rather than fight them. Yeah. Well, we often in the, cl- in the course talk about labour pains being a sort of positive pain, a bit like the pain when you exercise and you're getting fit yeah, exactly. is a positive pain. Yeah. It's not the pain you know, that needs you to go to hospital for treatment as such. I think there's a difference between sort of painful and powerful, and that's how I would talk about contractions. They will become increasingly more powerful. And some women don't feel pain. Um, most feel a little bit of discomfort or, you know, the other end, some women say, oh my gosh, it was so painful. But it goes that back to that point. If you keep in mind that you can do this and your body can do this, then you can work with your body to, to, to have this baby. Uh, even with interventions or not, it, it doesn't matter. But I just think there's a difference between painful and powerful. Um, and they will be powerful. And that know. positive thinking, I do think is really, really important. It's something I always say to the girls on the class, just like, that it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't have any side effects. But actually the media is really good at saying oh, it's going to be really painful Mm -hmm. and sort of instilling this fear. Um, And so women kind of think, oh, well, my mother had a rubbish birth and my sister had a rubbish birth, so I probably am too. We know that there's absolutely no data to support the idea that it's genetic. Um, But also, I just always say, like an elite athlete, no one ever won an Olympic gold by going into that race thinking, I'm probably going to lose. You know, every player at Wimbledon thinks they're going to win and they believe, and that's sort of psychological I I link it to sport a lot, actually, when I talk to even explaining it to my friends, I sort of say that, you know, in nowadays there is so much surrounding mindfulness, positive thought, um, embracing that positivity, and birth shouldn't be any different. You know, you, it's, it is a sort of an endurance event. You go into it with a positive mindset. If you, if you go into it thinking, oh, it's going to be awful, it's going to be terrible, well, you know, you, you're, you're where the mind leads the body. Yeah, halfway to failing that, yeah. So actually go into it with the best, with, you know, the best preparation, the best practice you can do, um, whether that's for some people just reading a book, whether that's for someone going to a brilliant antenatal class, doing hypnobirthing, whatever you feel, if you are as prepared and positive as possible, then you set yourself up really well for it. But so. also stopping people when, you know, because some people think they're quite funny going on and have that, how dreadful birth is. But it's actually not that funny if you're pregnant and you know you've got to no. get this baby out and you're a bit fearful because, you know, the media basically tells you how dangerous and scary it is giving birth. Well, and yeah. anyone you meet on the street who sees yeah. a bump will tell oh you gosh, their awful birth story yeah. or... I think it's so... And I, I felt really guilty almost for having a brilliant birth. And I felt like I couldn't share my story. But that's what I often tell my patients who don't believe me when I say birth isn't 
always difficult. Some, yeah. some of my, a lot of my patients come and tell me about their birth, which they really enjoyed or which was much easier than they were anticipating. Yeah. And they all say, I don't really tell people about it because I feel guilty about this easy birth I had. Whereas everyone who had Tells a you about hideous birth, yeah. um, you know, is very happy to share that with everyone. Yeah. I do think the, you know, the positive birth movement is a really good one for highlighting the fact that birth can be. Yeah, as long as it's, it, it's a kind of um, rational group of people who are who, yeah. you know because you know <laughs> we're not talking about free birthing about here yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about yeah because i think people do associate they say well i either have to have a kind of medical led doctor birth or or, or a kind of completely wacky yeah. um you know hippie no type birth with no one around yeah. or, oh know. gosh i'd never yeah you'd never advocate that it, absolutely the medical professionals are fantastic that we have in this country and thank goodness we have them because there are so many instances where they are needed but people often are surprised when I say as the doctors I say to them you know have you thought about hypnobirthing is that something you think you'd be interested in and they don't equate that with with, with being a doctor exactly yeah. whereas I've seen it work so well for yeah. so many people in lots of settings including when they've been having a cesarean or an induction Completely. or um you know when things have gone a bit uh, out of out of control from yeah. their perspective uh, in the birth well I think the hypnobirthing can really help with whatever birth you have if you have sort of the most medicalized to the least it, it doesn't matter it what it does is it gives you the knowledge about all the different options available and so therefore the theory is that you will feel positively about your experience whatever the outcome you won't feel like it um was a birth which you had no choice in you you do have a choice it's your body it's your baby ultimately um so it, it can work in any setting. You have completely. a yeah. You have a, definitely have a choice as to how you wish it to happen. You don't necessarily have a choice in how it ends up happening. No, but I, I do think it's important that if you are somebody who, you know, has doubts or has has any queries, that you feel like you can talk yes. to those medical professionals. Yeah. You, know, you must communicate. They yeah. they want the best for you. You ultimately, obviously, want the best for your baby. Yeah. And having that sort of knowledge to be able to communicate with them effectively mm. they are the professionals they are the people who yeah which is why it's so important to have both sides or to have uh, yeah. whoever it's someone teaching you who can who can talk to you about all the different scenarios rather than just focus on I the don't, natural yeah, birth and I completely I do not think it's an us and them scenario no you know we we must be so respectful of the midwives obstetricians gynecologists who see this birth these these births day in day out they know what mm. they're doing um it's not my job to tell you how to have your baby i just feel it's so important that women understand what's going on so that then they are better informed yeah, absolutely. it's just information and i think that knowledge often helps with the fear because we t you talked about at the beginning how fear you know, the way I understand it is that the hormone oxytocin is, is fundamental in labor and mm -hmm. it encourages those contractions to be even more powerful when you need that for your baby to be born. And what directly counteracts the oxytocin is the adrenaline, which is the hormone we release when we're fearful. Yeah. And often that, you know, that adrenaline surge can happen when we transfer into hospital yeah. and contractions Completely. stop, which is why that birth environment is so important. That, yeah. You know, you often get women coming into hospital, often people who've, who are using hypnosis that are in their own zone and they're not in trances no but maybe they've got headphones on and they might have an eye mask on and what they're doing is they're focusing on that positivity they're focusing on the fact that they're in control but they're not engaging necessarily with the midwives and paying for the parking and sorting out the congestion yeah. charge and all of that kind of thing and that is not uh you know that is not them being antisocial that's them just focusing Listening to their body like an yeah. athlete would be focusing yeah. you know you don't road, road, you know walk into yeah. the wimbledon changing room and have chit chat with roger federer before no. he goes and wins <laughs> 
was the final. You know, he's in his he's zone. In the zone. Yeah, it's and, the same scene. And exactly. Totally. It's it's and it's nothing to to be ashamed about. But I think that fear is so important. And I think that's one of the things that we found on the bump class that's been so great is that we have one class which is all about medical intervention. And I think people sometimes are a bit worried about coming to that. We're going to hear all these gruesome stories, and we tell them how it is. Yeah. But invariably they leave and go. Oh my God, that was that was great. You know, yeah. I actually feel really knowledge is power. I know because yeah. I know that some people have said. To, I remember when I was pregnant with Ludo, someone said, "Focus on what you want, Marina. Focus on the birth you want. Don't think about the birth you don't want. So you don't want an epidural, then don't even think about an epidural. If you don't want an induction, you just don't even think about it." And I but, just thought, yeah. If only it were that easy. I'd love it if it was that straightforward and you just yeah. focus on what you wanted and that what you got. Yeah. But actually, I think it's so important to think, right, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to try for. Yeah. But, but ultimately, totally. u- ultimately, what I really want is my baby to a healthy Sophie baby yeah. and for me to be okay. Um, so let's look into the other scenarios so that when, if that happens, I can A, be knowledgeably informed yeah. and I can understand what's going on, but also not be scared because you may not have heard... You know, we have so many people saying oh I've heard you can be paralyzed from an epidural which simply isn't the case and yet if you really believe that and then suddenly you have to have an epidural yeah. because you're having a cesarean be and terrified. then you're freaking out because yeah. you might be paralyzed at the end of it and that is like a whole worry you could do anyone. without <laughs> yeah. yeah so that kind of that fear is so, that that conquest of the fear is so important but through knowledge completely I, I do think just yeah knowledge is power and then you are therefore empowered um, and and actually I, I was similar to you. I sort of thought, oh, this is the birth I'd ideally like. And my mother said to me, just think you should read up on X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I, I did my research and I thought, actually, I, yeah, I feel okay about that. If yeah. that's an option, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. If that's an option, that, you know, that's, that's what's involved. And um, so many women just go into it blindly. I had a few friends when I was pregnant who just said, I'm going to turn up at the hospital and hope for the best. And mm. you might be a fortunate person where things go as you wish, but... I just don't understand why you wouldn't prepare. Prepare. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And y- you mentioned early on about how your partner was really supportive and really on board with it. And I know, at least my understanding, I'm certainly not an expert of hyp- hypnobirthing, is that your partner is really important. And um, what do you do if you as a woman want to have your baby and you want to give hy- hypnobirthing the best shot you can, mm-hmm. but your partner's not on board? It's absolutely fine. So I've had taught clients who are single parents, and it's it's absolutely okay. All the um, but that's almost easier if you're a single parent. I think you've got a partner who's like, I can't be doing with this. I w-. Well, or, yes. So if you have a partner who who says it's not it's not for me, um, I would say to be open minded about it. And um, I certainly had that battle with my husband who wasn't on board with it at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, you know, it, it. I can assure you, hypnobirthing is not what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are not on board with it. There are, there are so many things within the course. It's um, geared towards the mother predominantly, but mm. there are specific um, moments where relaxation scripts, for example, which we have on audio tracks, so a woman can do it by herself, mm. um, or if her partner's away traveling a lot, that's not a problem. Um, loads of the materials online, so that mm. can be communicated if a partner's away. Um, but I have a client who I'm teaching next week whose husband is just not interested at all, but mm. she said, look, I really want to do it, it's my body, I'm going to do it, sort of thing. Mm. And I said to her, well, look, that's fine, but I guarantee that there'll be information that she'll go back and say, oh, did you know this? Or actually, this is what happens here. Mm. And it's fascinating. It's a fascinating 
process that happens and until you're pregnant you don't give it a second thought and then suddenly mm. it's your world mm. and also you know you can have two people supporting you in your labor yeah. so it could be if your husband's just like oh, i'm just not dealing with a this. friend a mother a yeah, sister someone definitely. who is on board and actually i think being asked to be someone's birth partner is like one huge of the privilege doesn't it gosh yeah so actually maybe thinking right well my husband's not going to be that helpful it probably is going to do me good to have someone who's there yeah. so maybe you have a birth doula there who's helping you with that yep. or maybe you have a friend of yours who will sit and do the classes with you I mean it is a big ask it because is you don't learn hypnobirthing in a sort of speed <laughs> half an hour course but at the same time it's it is you know it's, it's worth it yeah I have had friends I have had women who've come with a friend and you know they've they've worked on that together so mm. yeah but it's the birth partner role if if it is an option, um, it is a really supportive one. And I always say that I couldn't have done it without. And I suppose it's also picking your teacher. Like, you know, the kind of people who your husband engages with, you know, and I also think having met quite a few hypnobirthing teachers, um, there are some who are sort of a bit more sort of old school and some who like you, you're really direct and you're, you know, I think that it's about choosing the yeah. voice that your partner will more likely listen to and respect. Because I've honestly, in the last like two months, I've had a slurry of girls on the bump class who've all said, my husband just wasn't into hypnobirthing. Yeah. He was like, what is this stuff? And they went along and absolutely loved it because yeah. it gave them a sort of sense of power and you know, control over something they were you know, not dreading, but definitely a bit worried about. Yeah. Um, but also control over the part that is quite difficult to have some sort of control over. I mean, we certainly have um, women coming on the bump class who, who, who really, you know, they get the control in terms of they read everything. Yeah. They have, they meet everyone who they need to meet. They, yeah. they decide. They, they get almost go down the other route, and they're going. Maybe they have a planned cesarean, or they, they're booking their epidural before. Yeah. You know, and and that's a form of being in control Definitely. because it's quite hard to be in control on the non-medical side. Yeah. So I think I think giving them that opportunity is is really important. Yeah, I certainly. My husband said that the hypnobirthing just gave him a role in the birth. He mm. said he knew what he could do to help me, mm. and you know, ultimately that's what they want to do. They want to help facilitate the best birth possible for you. And he mm. felt like he knew what he could do and knew the right things to say. And equally importantly, he knew that in a medical setting, he knew the questions to ask if they needed to be asked mm. and how to, how to communicate politely and effectively with the medical professionals. Not in a rude way, it's not in a antagonistic, antagonistic yeah. way. It's just simply with a smile, sort of asking a question and saying, we're not sure about this or could you explain this to me a little bit more mm. or what happens if we do this or and again he didn't he sort of said to me afterwards oh I didn't know I could ask those questions mm. and we don't because I think we assume as soon as you step into a different arena that mm. actually oh it's not my it's not my remit mm. anymore but what you, you've grown that baby perfectly well um for yeah. x amount of weeks well and, and you spent the time and energy and effort doing the uh, research and training yeah. and all the rest of it so yeah. you're definitely I mean you're an equal player of course uh, you are in, of course in, you are in this you're, one. An, you're an ex they're the experts in the medical professional but you're also well, the, the medics the medics are really are, are often really on board with it sort of even Completely. even 10 years ago there were lots of women coming in yeah. to to the labor ward who'd done hypnobirthing courses and um and you know we're using those techniques and the midwives so many midwives now are training on the course yeah. that I did to train to be a teacher there were 42 of us and 25 of those were midwives yeah so I think it is it helps them as well because yeah, gives them more tools. Yeah. So 
And I, mean, I think back to the whole husband's thing. I think one of the hardest things of you know being a partner and watching your partner in labour is that you're watching her in pain because labour is 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 painful, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't take that away. No. Um, but also, you're kind of aware that you've got her into this predicament in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really hard kind of for men to be watching it going, yeah. oh my God, what can I do? What yeah, can I do? Totally. And actually, I think if hypno, hypnobirthing teaches, gives men a job and gives yeah. them a, a purpose and help, that sort of empowers them yes, as much as it's helping you. So yeah. On the course that I teach, we um, do quite a lot of work on breathing and relaxation um, sort of stroking massages and just small things that take sort of five minutes to do in labor and some women hate it I, I got to the point in labor where I thought oh god no get off me don't touch me but it gives you an armory of things to use mm. to help the woman and so many clients say to me what was invaluable was the breathing and my husband breathed all my contractions with me did this did that and it's you know no one likes to feel hopeless do they so it's just giving um giving a role yeah, and like you say, you don't know quite how you're going to feel in labor. No. So those massage techniques that you've used that might help. Some people hate, hate being touched. Yeah. Other people hate their husband breathing there. Like, why are you breathing? Or you're speaking, not in pain. Or, you know? And also the different stages of labor. At the yeah. beginning, you might like something in the middle in the transition. Yeah. You think, oh, oh no. You know, it's just different different things for different times. So if you have a an armory of things that you can use, then yeah. great. One of the big misconceptions I see people kind of believing on a regular basis is that um, hypnobirthing is only for women that want to have a totally natural labor and it's either a home birth or it's a it's a birth center birth. But that's not true, is it? I mean, I no. see lots of women who've said, listen, I'm open to whatever until I've really felt labor. I don't want to kind of, you know, discard the idea of having an epidural and actually I was talking to a woman just the other day and she said that she did a lot of hypnobirthing before she gave birth and she found those sort of positive affirmations so useful in that run up to labor but also during labor but then when she got to hospital she was six centimeter and she said you know what I'm ready for an epidural she yeah. still said I couldn't have done that early stage of labor without the hypnobirthing definitely it was so helpful yeah but then I recognized that an epidural was right and it's not like she failed no not for her at all. she just used that for a, a certain part of her labor yeah and then went through with, with another thing. So it can be used in conjunction with medicalized pain relief. Completely. And I think that it, it's, it, in so many, of, so many instances, it, it does go hand in hand. You know, you speak to lots of women who say that I did hypnobirthing and then I had this. And, um, but it, it goes back to that point about thinking of your birth as a positive experience. So if you have done a course, a hypnobirthing course, which talks about the what-if scenarios, if you have learned what is involved in X, Y, and Z, then if that ends up being part of your birth, then you feel great. It was a positive experience yeah. for me. And I think that's the key for me anyway, as a doctor, whenever I'm talking to my patients about this is absolutely go for hypnobirthing if that's something that you think will help you. Yeah. But make sure you're choosing a teacher who is teaching you about all the uses of it and who's not leading you down a path that's sort of setting you up for fail if something out of your control yeah. happens. My, my remit is not to, I'm not medically trained. I am not a professional in that, arena at all I just want to give all the information on all the options and then it is up to the mother and the birth partner if applicable to make those choices that are right for them it's not and interesting so um just in terms of women choosing their a teacher if they want to go down this it can anyone be does it do you have to do a course can you just call yourself a hypnobirthing instructor without no, you have to do a course you have to train but there are different providers who train so yeah. that is where I think some teachers give it a slightly bad name I mean it's a bit like anything there are there are the top end and the um, yeah. lower end of teachers. Um, I would just say, you know, do your research, have a look at mm. a couple of different options. You would, 
you can get a feel for people quite well, I think, by their website. And yeah. there's always contact details. So just ring up and have a conversation. I mean, for myself, anything that was birth-related, um, I was lucky enough to go have some private midwives. Mm. And I rang a few and thought, I like the sound of you. I'm not sure about you. So mm. it's, it's a personal thing. Mm. And... Um, you know, just go with your, I think as a mother, your gut instinct is your it's strongest so tool, yeah. isn't it? So um, I would go for that. But it, it is unfortunate there are teachers out there who are practicing well, like anything, giving it a bad yeah. name. But all I can say is there are some Lots of good teachers. ones. And like you said, on your course, half of them were midwives. And midwives are people who have seen every kind of birth yeah. and therefore are going to be open to And the training I did is the options. only one that's a, approved by the Royal College of Midwives. So it is, it is um, yeah. sort of it's a good course. The, top of the top but um i would say that i suppose one of the things i occasionally see is that there's sometimes a bit of conflict when it comes to sort of the sort of natural birth and that there are some hypnobirthing advocates who say you know don't just don't don't get involved with the doctors you just i remember someone saying to me have a have a birth pool have a use a birth pool because then the doctors can't get their grubby little hands on you and i was like that's just not a very nice way to think about no. it. And I, I think, you know, obviously there are some amazing um, hypnobirthing instructors out there. But if you find that you've got someone who is he's presenting the idea of like doctors or midwives being kind of evil yeah. or having an ulterior motive, I think that ultimately that's reintroducing another element of fear, Completely. which is exactly what it's not about. You want to create a team environment where everyone is working to give you as the mother the best birth possible. And, and the safest birth possible. Yeah. Sorry, when I mean best, yeah. I mean yeah. safest, best for you and your baby. Yeah. Um, we should all work together on that. It's not, it's not an, uh, it's, like I said, it's not an us and them scenario at all. Um, I don't, I feel like I am just a normal person who is helping yeah. to educate a woman. I do not feel like a doctor is a baddie. So many of my friends are doctors and we've had so many fascinating conversations about it. And ultimately we all end up saying, yeah, do you know what? Perfect. If that works for someone and that works for somebody else and matching this with that is their mm. right solution then mm. brilliant yeah. um and listen you know it's it's there are i know there are some kind of old school doctors who are like oh pile of tosh this doesn't work <laughs> well the name and is actually, terrible admittedly <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't help but i think it's about also saying right i'm going to go to my hypnobirthing instructor for hypnobirthing for that yeah. and <clears throat> and then but if we have to be talking about induction i'll get my doctor to advise me on yeah. that in the same way that you know i'll speak to my butcher about the best kind Delicious of meat. Yeah, meat. some sausages and, that I'm not going to go to the know, pharmacist for the exactly, sausages. Exactly, the, yeah. the fabric shop for some great fabric. You know, it, you, you seek information from those who know rather than... We had one hilarious girl the yeah. other day who had to have an induction and we talked about induction. She's really, really confident about it and she understood the reason and she agreed that actually that was the best course to take. And then she came into her final class and she goes, oh, I'm having a bit of a wobble. I'm really unsure about the, the induction. I said, why? You know, you, you were totally on board with it last week. What, what's happened? She goes, well, last night I went for a pizza with my, my husband and then we got talking to the waitress and she was like you shouldn't have an induction oh. definitely inductions are terrible i was like but she she was your she's, waitress she's not like the medical professional obstetrician who said oh, yeah. you know because of this this and this we believe that actually having an induction is the the most risk-free way to do this labor and you were totally on board with that why would your why would you get no, your waitress to like change your mind by all means talk to her about the pizza yeah but not yeah. and actually because people are so willing to give you advice mm. you almost need to kind of close it off and go i'll have Definitely. that inf- i'll have that conversation with the person that knows who's also invested in my safety which ultimately the pizza waitress wasn't necessarily she's never seen them again yeah. <laughs> um and and then i'll speak to you know my doula about hypnobirthing techniques and my you know whatever yeah. it is just, just kind of make that quite definite or, or define yeah. them 
Yeah, quite clear cut. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, like I said, I'm not medically qualified, so I would never try and impose my opinion on somebody. Every birth is different for every woman. and Well, and if, if someone halfway through your hypnobirthing course says, my obstetrician is saying I need a cesarean, then, then you work with hypnobirthing if, towards making yeah, that work I, for them. I think the, the, the thing with medical interventions is what the nice guidelines, they have to be, the nice guidelines state they have to be clinically justified. You mm-hmm. know, no one's going to recommend you have these procedures just because they... They are not things that should be taken lightly. They are things that are carefully considered by the people yeah. who are trained to look at these to make things. Their so decisions, yeah. if they are being recommended to you, then you've got to think there's a reason why. If I, the only thing I say to clients is if you are unsure, if there's any doubts at all you have, you need to have a conversation and you need to ask the questions. You know, you, no one can, no one can sort of slam you down for asking a few questions and hopefully that'll just give you the information well it's the doctor's job to explain to the patient why they're recommending certain procedures isn't it absolutely and you know they're often in labor people think it's always in a sort of emergency decision making process it's not often there's plenty of time time to you know even if they're saying we probably need to do an emergency you wouldn't be having a conversation well they you know if it was a real emergency and they're saying we actually need to get you to theater right now you know i wouldn't advise sort of delaying it because of that but but they'll still be as they're as you know they're making, yeah. talking you through those decisions and taking you to the operating theater whatever they're doing they'll yeah. be explaining to you what or what's to happening. you know what's happening but that's why i think hypnobirthing can give the birth partner quite a good role because like you were talking about the woman being in the zone you know even if some interventions are being offered a woman can still be kind of listening to some audio or trying to just re- relax a little bit and that's when the partner can ask the questions and sort of say what's going to happen and mm. you know what's what's the process sort of thing well so. and let's face it you know, the anxiety doesn't stop the moment you have your baby in your no. arms it's sort of like switching on the tap it's and something you that will continue have, like, for the rest of all these eternity. anxieties you love this child so much so actually if hypnobirthing gives you the tools to control your anxiety well that's not something you're just going to use in birth. no it's i found it so i found it so useful i mean so many mothers talk about insomnia you know in those early those early months mm-hmm. and i found the breathing and relaxation is so powerful to just Oh, if you've got a toddler sleep. screaming in the back of the car on the motorway yeah. and you can't stop and give them the rice cake so they're breathing desperate for, like breathing key. techniques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just any moments before a job interview, anything, just doing some deep breaths. You know, people always say, just take a deep breath. And it, it really is yeah. um, powerful. It helps to release the oxytocin and calm you down, get you out of one nervous system into the other. So mm. um, I think it has benefits for Oh, I was post. using it the other day when um, I was trying to help Iona with her long uh, multiplication. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she was like, no, mummy, it's not like this. We're talking about carrying the numbers. No. <laughs> No, no, no. And I was like, she's eight. She's <laughs> <laughs> It's so frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah, breathing techniques. Uh, helpful. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. One of the things, I mean, it's not for everyone, is it? Um, hypnosis. No, it no. helps a huge amount of people. And you know, I think the fact that, you know, it's, it's an industry that's worth a lot of money and it would not be that, you know, in terms of training people, in terms of yeah. courses, yeah. it wouldn't be like that if it helped no one. If this was a kind of... A phony technique. Yeah, no, exactly. It would, not, it would not have endured as many years uh, as yeah. it had. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm always aware that when we're talking about it on the bump class, you know, I always say, listen, if you're sitting here thinking... Actually, I can kind of see how that works. I kind of like that idea. We'll say, go and do a course, maybe do a download, yeah. go and do a course. But if you're sitting here thinking, I just know this isn't for me, that's fine too. I completely. Different yeah. people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think 
the key is to have understood what's available to you. If you then make the decision that that is not appropriate for you, then at least you've made a yeah. decision with eyes open. Um, so if you are listening to this thinking, I just, like, I feel guilty that I'm not going to do a hypnobirthing course. But no, just, please That's don't. fine. It's you your know, birth. That's one and, yeah. thing you don't feel guilty. Yeah. I mean, don't feel guilty. Don't. It's hard enough and so full of guilt. Yeah. You know, right from, you know, getting pregnant to, to you know, your teenage child yeah. that is not one Look, to add I have to the a friend list. who I talked a lot about hypnobirthing to and she just you know she knows I feel like everything I know mm. and she just said you know it's not for me and that's absolutely fine of course it's not you know we don't all like the same food we don't it's fine but um I suppose if I would say if that you were a little bit skeptical like I was I just read a little bit about it yes. and I cannot emphasize enough that it is not what you expect you know a, a tiny proportion of the course I teach is hypnosis the rest is sort of practical ways to prepare for birth and i and and practice and practice yeah, yeah practice is practice is important i suppose if you're if you think it's a pile of rubbish and you're never going to practice it then just don't bother go and you know go and do something else that's absolutely fine but doing yeah doing a little bit of practice because it does involve out. a bit of investment doesn't it it's not just going to the course it is also yeah, taking I, time to listen to the but i would say it's maybe five minutes a day yeah so I think the most effective time I tell clients to listen to a track or to do a little bit of relaxation with their partner is before bed. And Mm. 90% of people say they go off to sleep like that. Even people who Mm. are quite tricky sleepers. Mm. um, You just, you kind of switch off from the day, stop thinking about everything. And it it really is effective. But it's sort of five minutes a day. um, And then there's sort of pelvic floor and things. But Mm. you would talk about that anyway in antenatal. So it's not um, Mm. anything that you wouldn't be doing, hopefully already. And it is probably one of these things that the more you invest in it the more likely it is it's going to help you. I mean, you can't sort of yeah. think, oh, I'll just listen to a download at week 39 and then I'll be fine. And then it'll be fine. No, I would say the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Yeah. Um, but equally, the sort of best time to do a hypnobirthing course is sort of from 25 weeks onwards um, because mm. then the end is sort of in sight and mm. you can invest in it a little bit more. You know, at those early stages of pregnancy, it all seems quite far away, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think before 25 weeks would be a yeah. waste of time. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to sort of just start thinking about it at 38 weeks. I mean, you Well, just some people some people do, but ideally ideally 30 weeks onwards great. Um but yeah, 38 weeks. I it's mean, never too late. It's is never it? too late. Yeah. It's a bit of training, isn't it, to to prepare you. Uh, you wouldn't turn up and run a marathon without doing any prep, so I really don't honest, see why birth is different. You know, I had one girl on the bump class who was this hilarious Colombian girl who was obsessed about um, hypnosis. And in the end, <laughs> she was so funny. She's like, I felt the contraction. I was like, no, I need an epidural. For <laughs> uh, but, you know, and initially she said, yeah, I didn't use it at all. But then she's reflected a bit and she said, you know what? It was so beneficial in my pregnancy, even though I didn't use it in the birth. Mm. It felt me fe- made me feel empowered and look forward to the birth yeah. and really positive about it. And she said just the fact that positive every day. Yeah. Built into my daily routine, I had this 10, 15 minutes time, so I was focusing on her hypnosis, and it enabled me to relax, and that was yeah. so good for me. So, I mean, I've never heard someone go, I did it religiously, and I got nothing from or it. Or I because, hated it. Or it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, two points to say is that um, that uh, hypnobirthing, actually, you don't do anything in the birth. You, you actually just, you, there's nothing you have to do. It's just about relaxing and letting go and releasing that fear so there is nothing specific that you have to do in birth to have a hypnobirth Mm. it's just about being in that positive space um and yes and i I just i think that yeah the more you can 
you relax into it, the, the, the better it will and be. And she said she didn't use it in her birth. She probably did during, you know, when she was having the epidural. She probably did when she I was... I thought that. I said to my midwives, I didn't use it at all. And they said, you would have used it a lot more than you, you think. Mm. Um, and it's just, like you say, being in an epidural, it can really, You really subconsciously help. use it, don't you, if, you, if you've invested in it a bit yeah, before? Yeah, I think so. Um, but everyone is different. I couldn't say to someone, it'll work for you in this way, or you will feel nothing, or this will be... It's mm. Everyone is so different. Um, well, and it's not like medicalised pain relief. When you've had that shot of morphine, you're in less pain. It's as, it's as simple mm. as that. Yeah. You know, it, it is also how you react to it and how powerfully it works for you. Yeah. And also, like we said at the beginning, it's not switching off the pain. It's man- giving you tools to manage that Completely. intensity. It, it is not a method of pain relief. That yeah. is a misconception about hypnobirthing. It's not a method of pain relief. It can help you manage some things, but mm-hmm. it is teaching you about your body and therefore, hopefully, you can you know, use regulate also, those hormones you know little. as a parent you model the kind of behavior to your children as your children grow up if you're one of these people that has managed to control their anxiety and control their fears yeah you're then modeling that positivity to your children which yeah. is ultimately like one of the best kind of take homes mm-hmm. from the whole experience definitely so kind of doing a bit of hypnosis in in or hypnobirthing in the lead up to your birth allows you to be less anxious which increasingly a lot of us are in today's society yes definitely that just in itself is really helpful yeah i think i think that yeah there's a lot to be said for that and so if people are listening to this thinking i'm totally on board what can i do how shall i do it what do you is there a state i mean i always say you know maybe first stage maybe have a listen to to some download and see if you or look at a few websites and try and understand a bit more yeah i'd say i'd say the problem with the download is that um it's not regulated out there so you could google hypnotherapy hypnobirthing download and you might get some really strange things so I wouldn't advocate that but I'd say you know research in your area or perhaps look at a uh, trusted website you know I know you do teach a listing so have a look at um, some websites that you trust and see if you can find a teacher near you and um, what was the, um, th- you said there was one course that, that was regulated by the... So I, I trained with Catherine Graves, um, so that is a method of te- uh, hypnobirthing that she teaches. Now again, there is some discrepancy with the teachers there, you, but she does have a teacher listing, yeah. and you can click on there on her website, and um, you can find the teachers in your area, and then just go on their individual websites and yeah. get a feel for it. You know, yeah. when I was setting up my business, I research quite a few other teachers and you get a feel for people quite quickly think oh gosh I don't want my website to look like that or I definitely want to position myself in a more modern sphere than that so you just get a feel for who you like and then I would just say have a conversation try and get in touch and see whether that works for you Um, and so your website is actually I thought it was really good lots of great information so um, just for our (laughs) listeners what's your website Um, so my company's called London West Hypnobirthing so www.londonwesthypnobirthing.com and I teach private um, sessions to couples in sort of time frames to suit them most couples tend to do evenings and weekends so that their birth partner can be involved or group courses Um, and I have one in September but um, the next one's to be decided yeah depending on the babies and do you think you get more out of a one-to-one session or do you think the group sessions can be quite good because you're just sort of a, yeah, they're a bit of a vibe um, um but pros and cons to both of them i think that um the benefits of a personal private course is that it's really tailored to you and you have the opportunity to ask as many questions as you like just as you do in a group course but people sometimes feel more comfortable privately um it's also in your own home so that's quite convenient um and I, as a teacher, feel like I get to know the couples really well, which is lovely. You know, so much of birth is about trust and mm. um, that personal connection. So that's lovely. But then on the group course, you could meet some other mums locally, um, a bit like an antenatal course. And also you have 
other questions that might be asked that will prompt you to think mm. differently. So I don't know. It's all about, I suppose, what works for you and your schedules. You know, new mums. Most hypnobirthing clients are first-time mothers. But increasingly seeing quite a few who are second-time who want to try and have a different birth from the previous one or have just read a bit more about it. Mm. Um, but typically first-time mothers who are still at work. So... Um, doing a shorter kind of group course can sometimes work well for them. And what sort of time frame, what, what are we talking about in terms of time frame of investment? The teaching time um, is roughly 10 hours. Um, so on a, group, on a group course, I would hold that on a weekend and sort of do five hours with a break on one day, five hours with a break on another. Um, I hold those at my home in northwest London. Um, but the group courses, the private courses, sorry, are tailored to suit you. And t typically couples will do couple of hours one night, a couple of hours another night. Um, okay, so there's less time involved when it's a one-to-one -one class? No, the one-to-one -one classes are, are the same, same okay. length. Okay, um, same length, yeah. But, it's but you might do five evenings or something. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's in the time frame to suit, suit you. Yeah, um, perfect. Well, Margot, it's been great chatting to you. I'm so glad that people are talking you. about um, hypnobirthing a bit more, and hopefully after listening to this conversation, people might be a bit open to the idea because it is I mean we see it the whole time of the bump class how helpful it is yeah so. and uh, certainly with my doctor hat on I see it helping lots and lots of people so yeah well I just want to position it in a slightly different light and hopefully give a modern sort of balanced take on things so yeah. um, thank you very much for having me on it's a pleasure <laughs> thank you all for downloading another episode of The Parenthood please don't forget to subscribe rate and review us it really does help other people find our podcast for the day to day you can follow me on Instagram I'm at marina.fogel but in the meantime thanks for listening and from Margot Chiara and me thanks for listening goodbye <laughs>